You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello, it's Rebecca, and I wanted to share with you today a little bit of the behind the scenes of how I came up with my course, Social Selling Success Academy, and where that all came from. And this was actually born when I was in a direct sale company. I was a leader, and we were at a leadership retreat in Breckenridge. And we had a corporate person come, and they were talking to us about how to read our reports and the numbers that we needed to know in order to recruit enough people in to backfill all the people that were quitting. And it wasn't just that we were looking at these numbers and that people were quitting, but they were saying that 97% of the people that come in either quit or do nothing. And so that's a very small percentage of people that actually made the businesses work and made money at them, which was not a total surprise to me. But at this point, it really bothered me. And I remember saying out loud to everybody, doesn't anybody else feel bothered by the fact that 97% of the people that get in are failing And we as leaders should be feeling responsible for that because if we're the leaders, then what are we doing wrong that people are coming in, but they are not succeeding? And I took personal responsibility for that. And in that moment, I declared inside of my spirit that I was going to do something to figure out why so many people were failing, what was going wrong and what needed to be fixed. And after years of talking with a lot of people, discovering, learning from my own experiences, I have come up with some solutions to this problem. And part of those solutions are in my Social Selling Success Academy. And I want to share the five top reasons why I believe that people fail in social selling with you today. Because the fact is that the social selling industry is amazing and it's profitable. And it's great because it gives you flexibility but it also gives you a lot of opportunity to not have to just trade dollars for hours, but you can create passive income. And that is where you gain freedom. So there is no doubt that industries like network marketing, direct sales, real estate, and insurance have provided incredible incomes and lifestyles for many, many, many people. But there's also a lot of people out there that did not succeed in those industries. And sometimes it's simply that they chose something that wasn't a right fit for them, and that's fine. But most of the time, I have found that these are some of the reasons that I'm gonna share with you are why people do not succeed and why what is being taught throughout some of these industries is wrong. So I want to help you to understand that so that you don't go and make these same mistakes. The five mistakes that I've found people make in their social selling business is number one, they do not have a dream or a need big enough to motivate them to act. Because you do not have a boss and because it's completely up to you and what you do to make your business work, sometimes you just don't create the right motivation. You don't have the right need in order to move forward. And what I found is in many testimonies of very successful people, the people that make millions in this industry, a lot of times 
when they began, they had a huge need of some sort to fulfill or a big dream. So it's very important for us to have something that is very motivating to make us act when we don't have a boss. Number two is that they puke information onto their friends and family who never asked to learn about it, that never wanted to know about what they had to offer, and they fail to approach the people that would really be interested. And you almost have this sense of expectation that your friends and family should support you when you come into these social selling businesses and you're taught often that that's where you should start. But actually, they are not always your best clients. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Thirdly, often people get into businesses and these social selling businesses and they immediately begin to put it on their social media. And oftentimes it feels like spam to people because people care more about you than they care about what you're doing or what you're offering. And it gets really out of balance. And so your social media is no longer social. It's very much a place to advertise. And this is a big mistake that people make. Number four is they don't know how to lead themselves or others. So overnight, they are suddenly a business owner. They've never been in business. They are not an entrepreneur. They are not trained and they don't know what they're doing. And so the only thing they have to go on is what the company, the corporation is giving them for training. And many times it is not specific to the person that they are training. It is very broad. And so people will try to plug into these systems, these success systems that don't end up working because they are made for the broad population, not for them as an individual, and they just can't seem to make it work. So lastly, the fifth thing is that they try to squeeze a business into the cracks of their life, and they never give it the time and the energy that it needs to survive. You cannot run a business into the cracks of your life. You can't expect to have something there whenever you feel like it and think that it's going to be successful. That is why people talk about that many people in network marketing, direct sales, even real estate and insurance, it becomes more like a hobby because they're only putting as much energy into it as you would a hobby rather than treating it like a business. So I'd like to break these down a little bit. And so number one, I want to talk a little bit about the problem with you having too small of a dream or your need isn't enough to motivate you into action. So you do not have a boss and the average person is not easily set into motion at all. We tend to do nothing rather than be active and intentional about anything, especially when you're faced with the unknown. And so often when you are in a new business, you don't really know what to do. And so when you don't know what to do, it's even easier to do nothing. And sometimes fear will set in when you're faced with the reality of stepping outside your comfort zone into something totally new. And it's easy to visualize yourself doing it, but then it takes so much more courage to actually take action. Sometimes your enthusiasm can go way down when you realize that the resistance that you're going to face as you're getting out there, resistance from your own self, resistance from the people as you're trying to share, your enthusiasm just begins to die because you are faced with this harsh reality that it's going to take perseverance, that you may not have developed perseverance like that yet. This is why it is so important for you to have a big dream. 
or to have a need that is so big that it drives you to action without you overthinking it too much. You have to be able to break the chains of your habitual mind, of your routine, of what you do day in and day out, the distractions that you have and the fears that come up. You need to have something that will take you beyond that, a need or a dream that is going to drive you to do the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you also don't want to keep living the life that you're living. You have to be willing to reach for something that your current situation would never provide you. You must go beyond what you feel comfortable with and reach higher for something that is currently untouchable. You have to create a dream that is not something that you can get with what you're doing today. It's not going to drive you if it's something that you can already have. If you already can have it, you would have already gotten it. So maybe it's your dream home. It's an incredible car, a dream vacation. Maybe it's a lifestyle of, of flexibility and freedom that you don't have right now because you work a nine to five. But it needs to be almost so far-fetched that you struggle to even imagine it being yours. It has to take you that far out of your comfort zone in order to drive you. Dreaming big, dreaming big is not something that we're born with. It's something that you have to practice and learn to do. The common person doesn't normally have the ability to dream big. It's something that you have to learn and develop over time. And every successful person develops this ability to think big and to dream big. If it's something that you struggle with, there's this incredible book that I read many, many years ago. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big. The author's name is David J. Swartz. And what he teaches is that you can achieve everything you always wanted, financial security, power, and influence, satisfying relationships, all by allowing yourself to dream audacious dreams. And so that is a fantastic book if you struggle to dream. But having a big dream or need in your life and really allowing yourself to let that motivate you to take action is essential. Because the bottom line is, if you don't have to do it, you won't do it. So you build the dream up enough so it's not something that's an option anymore. It's something you have to have. We are in the process right now of purchasing our dream home. And it was so far above double the price of the home that we live in now. It's more than we need, but it's everything we want. And I have to tell you, reaching for that has motivated me so much to launch and get myself out there with the podcast and my course. And I've had to overcome a lot of fears, but I just keep thinking about, you know, having this big house payment and experiencing this incredible view of the mountains that it gives us and this upgraded lifestyle my husband's going to have a Lego room and I'm going to have a designated office and a designated video studio and my children have their own rooms and we have an incredible master. It's just like perfect. And it has really motivated me to get things done that I sometimes get afraid to face. So the next thing is about friends and family and how we tend to vomit on them all about our new service or product that we are now representing. And this is what I have found, is that friends and family seem to be the low-hanging fruit, but often they are sour. And the reason is, is because 
When you start these businesses, part of the system generally is make a list of your friends and family. And you start to write it and you're feeling really excited about like, oh my gosh, they're going to love this. They're going to, oh, this person and this person. You're writing all of these names down, right? But once you start to talk to people about it, you're going to find that they're going to kind of reject you. And the problem is that, first of all, you're not really qualifying them to see if they're somebody who's even an ideal client for you. And so often they aren't even a good client for what you're offering. But beyond that, it's the fact that they know you. They have a personal relationship with you and they know things about you that they may not respect you as a business person. They may not take you seriously because they're still thinking of you as their child or their sibling or their old high school friend. And so they're not seeing you with the same eyes that a stranger would. And what happens is we put ourselves in this very vulnerable place by starting with friends and family to make our business work. And often we feel very disappointed by their lack of support. And then it just starts making us feel discouraged. And that is not how you want to start your business. So what I recommend is think about your friends and family as definitely people to practice on and, and really not having any expectation that they are going to buy or use your product or service, but that you are just practicing and getting comfortable with what you're doing and that they understand that you're using them as practice that you have no expectation of them. If you let go of the expectation that they support you and that they become your client or use your service, then likely it will take some of the pressure off them as well and they might be able to see you as the professional that you are striving to be. So a couple of tips of when you are practicing on your friends and family is make it really interactive. Try not to just sit down and have them sit down and you just give them all sorts of information. Encourage them to ask questions. Try to make them tell you what they want to hear and you respond to their questions rather than you just dumping a whole bunch of information that they don't really feel applies to them. And that's really good practice for you when you have real clients that you're sitting down with. Before you share different parts of what you want to tell them about, ask them permission. And after you have a bit of knowledge and you've worked through the initial kinks, then you can start beginning to seek out qualified prospects to share with rather than just practicing on friends and family for weeks and weeks. From the beginning, try to be courageous at identifying the people that are truly qualified and are sharp, successful people already for you to share with rather than constantly focusing on your friends and family where you can kind of get trapped in that inner circle and it takes you longer to begin to really make your business expand when you stay focused on only friends and family for too long. The next thing that people do wrong, the third thing is that they will tend to get into a business and then they start spamming their social media with their product or their service and it really turns people off. People look at it as spam and they don't appreciate having to be sold to all the time. So it's important for you to understand that people are not there looking for your unsolicited advertisements. I mean, think about it. We're in the world of DVRs. People don't even watch commercials most of the time. They fast forward through them. And people pay money to have ad-free music. So we have to respect that that is the culture that we're in. That people don't like to have a bunch of unsolicited advertisements. 
And so really think about when you are putting things out there online, what value are you adding to people that are reading it? So that can be done really well through telling stories about testimonies of how your product or service has impacted people. When you tell stories, then you can plant seeds without putting them on guard. So they're actually going to receive some of what you're talking about rather than completely ignoring what you have to say. And think about it in balance. Keep your ratio of what you're posting online with five personal posts to one business-inspired post. Now, if you have a business page, you can do a little bit more, but it's very important for you to mix in value-based things with not just posting like, I have a sale, I have a sale, um, or even if you're a real estate agent, I have a listing, I have a listing. Make sure that you're putting other things on there that your people that would follow your page that are interested in your product or service would get value from. The last thing I want to say about you know social media and not spamming is don't hide yourself behind your brand. Identify your personal brand that encompasses your business but also reveals what makes you unique and interesting. Let people see you. Let them experience who you are, not just what you have to offer. Let your light shine. If you're funny, be funny. Be inspiring. If you're knowledgeable, share a bunch of knowledge with them. If you love food, share your food experiences, your travel experiences. If you love animals, you know, post funny videos about animals on your page. Allow people to see those parts of you. Let you shine through. Make sure that you are not letting your brand or your product or your service be in front of you. You need to be in the front and those things need to follow you. Let people see you. Don't be afraid to be seen. If you want to build know, like, and trust with people, you need to allow people to see who you are. The next problem, problem number four, is that they don't know how to lead themselves or others. So you're instantly in business and maybe you've never been in business before, you didn't go to school for business, you know nothing about it, and suddenly you are the leader of your business and you are not prepared. So I want to give you a couple tips on what you can do to catch up fast. Because the first time that I joined a multi-level, I was 23, and my husband actually made me stand outside of the car and vow to him that I was not going to join or he wasn't going to take me home. <laughs> because he saw that my eyes lit up and I was very excited. He was not excited. And so I was not prepared at 23 year old as a college dropout. I was a mother and a wife, but I didn't have any business experience. And I was pretty clueless as to what I was doing. So this is when the systems that your company has um, come are valuable because you can plug into a lot of their success systems. But the best thing that you can do when it comes to growing into a leader is to work on your personal development. I believe it's Jim Rohn that has a quote that says that your success will never exceed your personal development. And so it's very important for you to really get into reading self-help personal development books. I don't want it to take others as long as it took me to figure out how to be successful and how to be a leader in my business. And so that is why I try to give you all my best tips on this podcast, in my course, and everything that I do. I want to give people information to help them to grow, to be the very best that they can be so they can lead their life to the life of their dreams. The number one flaw that I found in people that were 
failing in social selling, the thing that I saw that they were doing wrong the most was that they were not putting in the time and energy to grow as a person. And they were just trying to execute the system and do what they were told that they needed to do to have success without focusing on who they were being and how they were showing up. That is the big mistake, particularly when you're working with social selling because you're dealing with people all the time. You need to be emotionally intelligent, mature, and confident in order to be successful in social selling. And that does not come unless you focus on your own personal development. I've definitely seen in my years, I saw people come into the business and take a lot of action and create fast success. But often, once they create a big organization, it falls apart because they don't have the people skills that are necessary to nurture a big group. These are some things that I have found that every person needs to know. It's kind of the foundation of what you need to do to grow personally. And so the first thing is that you need to understand your personality type. I really like studying the Myers-Briggs. It's the four-letter type. So that not that you can excuse how you're behaving in any way, that you can understand why you struggle where you do and you can improve on the weaknesses of your personality. It's also going to help you with dealing with people because if you can identify what personality type they are, then you can cater to their needs of their particular personality preferences. The next thing that everybody should know is their areas of strength or power and also their weaknesses. You need to be able to identify the areas that you are powerful in so that you can apply those to your business to have big results. When you do the things that you're good at and it's effortless to you, you're going to multiply your results. But you also need to understand where you're weak so that when you're having to deal in those areas in your business early on, you kind of wear all the hats. And so when you're dealing with a weak area or you're struggling in your business because you're not consistent or you're not focused because that's not a gifting to you, then you can kind of give yourself grace as well as it will help you to identify the areas that you need to hire out as soon as you can. Because we don't want to spend a whole bunch of time working on our weaknesses because it sucks so much energy from us and we don't enjoy it. So the next thing that you should know is you need to identify your limiting beliefs and mindsets and any sabotaging behaviors that you have. And you have to come to terms with these and figure out a way to overcome them. The next thing is you need to increase your esteem and your confidence because when you're dealing with people, you will have better results if you really love and understand who you are and know what you have to offer. People won't feel as pressured and they'll trust you more when you have a good self-esteem. You also won't take everything personally and if you have a good self-esteem, that means that you've learned to not lead with your ego. Therefore, people will notice that you are able to serve more than you are being self-serving. The last thing that I found that is really important as far as personal development is having the ability to be consistent and to stay motivated and to even discipline yourself to do the things that you need to do when you don't want to do them. Life is so distracting and like I said, you can't do this business in the cracks of your life. You can't make a successful business in the cracks of your life. You will have to make it a priority. And that takes intention and maturity to do that. So this is my final tip to help you to be successful in your social selling business is 
learning how to control your calendar so that you're not trying to fit your business into the cracks of your time. And you're not treating it like a hobby, but you're giving it the time and attention that a big business deserves. So from the beginning of your business, then you want to schedule and prioritize things that you need to be doing in your business. So if you need to be free to meet with clients or to do shows, then you need to mark off the times in your calendar that you're able to do that so that you can lead people to the times that work for you. So you can control your calendar that way. You also need to create those blocks of production and protected time where you will be doing the things that you need to do in your business to move it forward, whether that be networking, making phone calls, follow-up calls, customer calls. You need to block out those things on your calendar. And the most important thing about that is to create production goals rather than just setting time aside where you go in and you sit at your office, but you don't really get anything done because you're just messing around rather than being productive. Know exactly what you're going to do in those blocks of time and sit down and get to work. If you need to be making phone calls or contacting people, then have your list of numbers and the things that you need to plan ahead in order to come in and be productive in the moment. Regardless of how much time you have in the beginning, even if you start with something as small as five hours, you can make five hours a week work. I've seen a lot of people build successful businesses starting with five hours. And then as your business grows, then you'll want to give it more time. A decent sized business is going to take you 15 to 20 hours and an extremely large business might take you more like 20 to 40 hours. But by the time you get to that place where you have a huge business, you should be hiring out a lot of the menial tasks that other people can do so you don't have to do it. For instance, I know people in Mary Kay that hire out their shipping and newsletters and social media, things like that. So honor your set hours that you have set aside for your business and honor them. Don't let your life creep up over what you have designated for your business. And you're just going to have to self-discipline yourself. You're going to have to accept that it's going to be a battle sometimes, the battle of the heart of I want to go relax with my family rather than work. When you've scheduled in your calendar, hold yourself capable and accountable. And make sure that you don't waste too much time on non-income producing task because it can feel like you're doing a lot of work but you're not producing any results and so be very aware of that that's a big big mistake that a lot of people make and lastly I just want you to know that the time that you set aside to work and the time that you've committed to your calendar to get things done don't try to multitask give it 100% attention because multitasking isn't very productive because we're not really multitasking. Our mind is shifting back and forth, and therefore we're not being as focused or efficient as we could be if we were 100% focusing on it. So rather than trying to give a bunch of quantity of time to your business, give it really quality time in order to make the biggest difference and move your business forward by focusing on the right tasks. So don't waste your time on things that don't matter as much those things will get done. What you need to get prepared to get out the door to do what you need to do is going to get done. Focus on customer acquisition, networking, customer care, and creating relationships. That is where you're going to make the most impact in your business. Well, I hope that this helps to give you some ideas of how to have more success in your social selling business. My course, Authentically Use Social Selling Success Academy, is available and specifically designed to help you to have huge success in your business. 
I'm making available to you my Power of Personality course, which will be one of those steps for you to take to grow and develop who you are so that you can have more self-awareness and it will increase your emotional intelligence and help you to interact better with your customers and clients. So that is attached and so you can sign up for that and thanks so much for listening and I hope you have a fantastic day. Until next time.